Like a stripper, yeah, but you not a stripper, yeah. Dog it down with you, yeah. Work the nine to five with you, yeah. After smoke a pound with you, oh my. On a vibe, what a wonderful time. Welcome back, everybody. I am the Heartbeat, and this is the Pyro Pulse Podcast, episode three. We will be going over the tiers for quarterbacks and tight ends. Um, if you guys missed the last episode, episode two, we had JJ Zacharyson on. He provided some great analysis and insight. If you missed it, go check it out. It's worth a listen. We were honored to have JJ on as one of our first ever guests on the Pyro Pulse podcast. I just want to also thank everybody who put in an iTunes review. Uh, I'm going to read one out right now. It's by Coast Rider 2447 and he said... It's not just a rehash of other takes you hear out there. These guys use their own analysis and make some strong recommendations. Really insightful, refreshing, and useful. Thank you, Coast Rider 2447. Uh, I'd like to announce that you are our first winner of a free 2017 Pyro Draft Kit. Reach out to me at, on my email at heartbeat at pyromaniac.com. That's H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T at pyromaniac.com. Also, if anybody has any questions that they'd like me to bring up on the show, feel free to reach out to me at the same address. And now before we get started, please take a listen to one of our advertisers. All right, let's dive right in. What is the most inspiring thing I ever said to you? Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. At Pyromaniac, we highly advise you to either use our tiers that are available on our draft kit or create your own. Because this is really the single best way to build a balanced lineup and give yourself the best chance at every position. All right, let's start with the quarterbacks. Tier number one for the quarterbacks is the studs. These are the guys that you have to take early in the draft if you want to get it all. And I'll go through them. My first tier is made up of four quarterbacks, and they are Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and somewhat surprising, Marcus Mariota. I have them ranked in that order. Uh, start with QB1, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is historically, transcendentally, specially great. No, nope. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers is hot and Aaron Rodgers is cold. Are you kidding me? He is me? not consistently, historically great, transcendentally great. He's above anybody who's playing this game on a human level right now. He's also the most overhyped quarterback in the history of pro football. That is the most laughable statement you have ever made in the history of this show. Okay? So it's it's Aaron bleeping Rodgers. He's errant Rodgers. E-R-R-A-N-T Rodgers. Here's what you won't have an answer for. 
the play of the game and the play of the year and the play of this century. That was special. There was nothing special about this play. Aaron Rodgers is consistently dominant. He is the all-time leader in touchdown-to-interception ratio, and he has room for improvement this year. He was only 27% on his deep balls last year, so if he dials that up a little bit more, we know he had all those Hail Marys, but if he dials them up, he could see an even better season. Tom Brady, I think, has the highest upside of any quarterback with those weapons in New England, but with that cliff coming in his age 40 season, if you're taking the first quarterback, I think you should be safe and go with Rodgers. Quarterback three, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is consistently amazing. He has more 5,000-yard seasons than anyone. Enough said. And Marcus Mariota is the one that everyone's going to question. From weeks 5 to 12, you guys must have heard this stat. He was quarterback number one. The Titans have added Corey Davis and Eric Decker, the first overall wide receiver taken in the draft and a red zone specialist. Mariota has never thrown an interception in the red zone. I just think he's going to have an amazing year. All right, let's move on to tier two. These are the occasional top finishers who also have a high floor. In order, they are quarterbacks five to nine, and they are Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger. Russell Wilson is at the top of this tier because after he got over that ankle injury last year, he was a top five quarterback in his final eight games. That's consistency. Andrew Luck, he should be ranked higher. I'll say that, but with the questions surrounding his shoulder and when he'll be able to start playing again, I just, I got to keep him in my second tier and I can't have him at the top of that. So we know once he's back, he is a potential quarterback number one overall. Until he gets back, we have him in the second tier. Kirk Cousins, I think he sees regression in Washington. New wide receivers, he's on his way out. Let's keep those expectations a little lower for Cousins. Matt Ryan, this is really flip the coin. Heads, Super Bowl hangover. Tails, Kyle Shanahan left. He's going to regress this year, and he's, that's why he's tucked a little lower. But Ben Roethlisberger, he's on the upswing in my tiers. We know about the home road splits with Ben, similar to Drew Brees, and they're even worse than Drew Brees, but he's getting Martavis Bryant back this year, and he averages four more points per game when Martavis Bryant plays. And he has a healthy Le'Veon Bell if he decides to come back from that holdout. Ben Roethlisberger should be a quarterback one this year. You know, I hate disappointing even one person. And I really hate disappointing everyone. But I love Burlington Co-Factory. Now moving on to my third tier. These are the potential QB1s, but they have slightly lower floors. This tier is made up of six players, so it's my quarterback 10 to 15. And in order, they are quarterback 10, Jameis Winston, Quarterback 11, Derek Carr. Sorry, David Carr. He's a hmm. Quarterback 12, Andy Dalton. 13, Tyrod Taylor. 14, Matthew Stafford. And 15, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Oh, my God.
it. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I have lower than the bunch. He had a historically high touchdown to interception rate and a historically low interception rate in general. The Cowboys aren't going to win 13 games this season, and I think he's in for some regression. Especially if Ezekiel Elliott is suspended. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one person who I might be higher on is Tyrod at number 13. I think he's going to have a much better year without Rex Ryan there. The shackles are off. Zay Jones is there, and I think he's in for a great season with that rushing. He does have a high floor. And Andy Dalton is my value pick of the year. Andy Dalton only had A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert for two games last season. Both of them should be back healthy, and they also added Joe Mixon and John Ross in the offseason. I see some great things for Andy Dalton. He's my value pick of the year. Moving on to tier number four, these are the ideal streamers. These are the guys that you can get late and will be great in situations, but not every week. This tier is also made up of five quarterbacks starting at number 16. It's Philip Rivers, 17. Cam Newton, 18. Carson Palmer, back-to-back Carsons at 19 is Carson Wentz. And number 20, Eli Manning. I have Cam Newton significantly lower than most. I just see him having some growing troubles with this new offense that they want to get the ball out so much quicker. I think he is a playmaker more than a quarterback, and he's going to have trouble giving all those little dump-offs to McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. Jumping back up to 16, Philip Rivers. Rivers usually starts the season off fast, but this year he has the fifth most difficult schedule. He really didn't want to relocate from San Diego. He has eight kids, and he will be staying there and commuting to L.A. Man, that L.A. traffic sucks. Carson Palmer's my number 18. I think he should get back to his 2015 form, where he was the second-best quarterback over the last decade, as rated by PFF. I think he should get there with his wide-receiving options coming back into strong form. Carson Wentz. Some people have him very high. I do not. Only six quarterbacks last year attempted over 600 attempts. Excuse me. Carson Wentz was one of those, but he finished last in fantasy points out of them. And lastly, Eli Manning. Eli Manning should be higher. With Odell Beckham, one of, if not the best wide receiver in the game, Brandon Marshall, Evan Engram, Shepard Sterling. But I think Eli's at the cliff. That's why he's so low. That's, it's that simple. Moving on to tier number five. The weird thing is, now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream job at Cornell. And I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Someone should write a song about that. This is my quarterback 21 to 26, and these are more of your weekly matchup plays. At number 21, that's Sam Bradford. He had a historically efficient season. I don't see that happening again. Number 22 is Blake Bortles. I don't want to talk about Blake Bortles. Number 23 is Jay Cutler. He just signed in Miami. I have him at 23 because 
I think it's tougher than most people think to just join a new team out of retirement and put up numbers immediately. Number 24 is Brian Hoyer in San Francisco. 25 is Cody Kessler. I believe he will be the starter in Cleveland. And number 26 is Alex Smith. I want to hone in on Kessler for a second because there is hype that Osweiler will be the preseason starter and Kaiser seems to be making some great steps in Cleveland. I think it's going to be Kessler, though. In 2016, no quarterback saw more pressure than Cody Kessler. He saw pressure on 47.5% of his snaps, but he did not look like a rookie in these situations. His adjusted completion percentage was 80.6. He did not look like a rookie. I think he could be a great late pick. And uh, my tier number six is the you miss your exit picks. These are... uh, these aren't really guys that you want to have to take, but you might in leagues where, they, I don't know, people are going QB heavy. Uh, 27 is Joe Flacco. 28 is Deshaun Watson. 29, Paxton Lynch. And number 30, Josh McCown. If you want to see any more of my tiers, I believe I go to number 50. Go to pyromaniac.com. They're available in their own, and they're available on the 2017 draft kit where you will be getting the updated versions pushed to you in each draft kit. All right, all right. Now we're going to pivot over to the tight end position. We started with quarterbacks. We're going to tight ends. Quarterbacks are the most predictable weekly position in football. Tight ends, the most unpredictable. Question. What kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False. Black bear. Well, that's debatable. There are basically two schools of thought. Fact. Bears eat beets. Oh. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. We're going to start with the studs, my tier one. Tight end number one is Travis Kelsey. Number two, Rob Gronkowski. Number three, Greg Olson. And number four, Jimmy Graham. I have Travis Kelsey as my number one because of his consistency. Since 2013, when he missed his entire rookie season due to his fractured patella I'm seeing since then Kelsey has played in every single possible game and last season he had the highest success rate on 65% of his plays among tight ends that consistency goes a long way that's why he's my number one tight end after that Rob Gronkowski we know that when he's in Gronk is the best possible tight end Over the past decade, no pass catcher has yielded a higher passing rating than the Brady to Gronk connection. Also, Gronk has the highest yards per game and touchdowns per game in the NFL since the merger among tight ends. He's the tight end one, but we've seen that he cannot play all 16 games. So that's why I have him at the two. Number three is Greg Olson. I talked before with Cam Newton about this offense changing. And how will that impact Greg Olson? Well, Greg Olson was targeted from 18 different positions on the field. And he caught them, caught balls from 16 different positions. Although he was heavily used in the slot, they love using Olson everywhere. His, his production is going to remain consistent. And Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham came back from that... Patellar injury and almost lightning speed. 
And now with a full offseason of being healthy and working with Russell Wilson, I think he's one of the best tight ends that you could get. Let's move on to tier number two. These are also studs, but these guys are a little more prone to weekly volatility. Tight end number five, that's Jordan Reed. Over the past two seasons, Jordan Reed has the most fantasy points per game among tight ends. And he's targeted on a minimum of 15% of the routes he runs. But like Gronk, you have to assume some injury risk with Reed. Because of this, he's my number five. Number six is Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert had a crazy touchdown rate in 2015 at 25% as he led tight ends in touchdowns. We expected this to come down, especially after his Pro Bowl ankle injury, and it did. It came down to 17%, with the injury rehab also playing a role. He's a touchdown specialist, and I expect a huge year from Eifert. And with Dalton having those new weapons, the middle of the field is going to be wide open for Eifert. He's my number seven. Sorry, number six tight end. The tier number three are the Costco players. These are the players that are going to provide that production, and they're at, they're at just a great discount right now. Number seven, I have Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was my ideal tight end in a league winner's piece that we just wrote, and let me read you that excerpt. In Doug Peterson's first season as head coach, he stayed tried and true to his offensive philosophy in which non-wide receivers hold three out of the top five spots in the total team targets. Ertz leading the pack due to the intricacies of the position of tight end. Typically, they hit their peak performance at age 28. Ertz will be going into his age 27 season, and he has shown improvement each season. Because of this, I am not worried about the additions of Alshon, Torrey Smith, and the incapable pass-catching running back, LeGarrette Blount. Despite Jordan Matthews being the team's primary slot receiver, Ertz played 29.3% of his snaps in the slot, which generated top-five numbers in targets, catches, receiving yards, air yards, and a very impressive third-best fantasy points per game at 13.1. I expect Ertz to maintain his 18-19% to 19% target share in the Eagles' offense despite these new additions, and I think he'll provide a stellar value for fantasy owners because the stupid ones, they're going to overdraft Alshon. Currently, the TE11, you can get Ertz in the ninth round and get similar production to Travis Kelsey in the fourth round. You're going to want to load up early on running backs and wide receivers, and then grab this amazing value. And you know what? Feel free to send me some of your fantasy winnings after you cash out. At my tight end eight is Kyle Rudolph. Tight end nine, Jack Doyle. Coming in at 10 is the black unicorn himself. And number 11 is Eric Ebron. Although I have Kyle Rudolph high at number eight, I think he's gonna see some regression because he had by far the best season of his career. He was targeted 90% more than his career average, and it surpassed his best receiving season by a whopping 345 yards. This was the only time he's amassed over 500, and I think that's coming down. Jack Doyle in Indianapolis, 
The Colts target the tight end at the third highest rate in the NFL at 26%. Over the past two years, the Colts have been in the top 10 in pass volume and have averaged 641 pass plays. If you extrapolate that out, that yields 166 targets to the tight end. Martellus Bennett at number 10. Despite being the second tight end on the roster to Gronk, Bennett still managed to put up top 10 numbers in receiving yards, yards after the catch, red zone receptions, and touchdowns. However, the cause for concern is that since 2009, the Packers have not targeted a tight end more than 20% of the team's target share. And number 11, Eric Ebron, who is many people's player or value of the year at tight end. And this is because his low touchdown rate. Ebron's 8% touchdown rate prior to the last season would have yielded four or five scores, but he only got one. But I think it's important to remember that two out of three professional seasons for Ebron, he has only generated one touchdown. So that could be the norm rather than the 8%. So I'd temper expectations with Ebron there. And my tier number four are the guys on the outside looking in. These are tight ends 12 to 16 and go as following. Hunter Henry, Jason Witten, CJ Fedorowicz, Delaney Walker, and Kobe Fleener rounding out the group. My number 12, Hunter Henry. In 2016, he split snaps almost evenly with Gates. Henry only had 11 less. But I'm not counting out Gates this year yet, even though Henry was a rookie and played historically well for a tight end rookie. Since 2004, Gates has been a tight end one every single season. Last year, Gates saw 3.1 more targets per game, 5 more red zone targets, and 1.3 more fantasy points per game. I don't think he's completely out despite being 37 and saying he's willing to take a lesser role. And CJ Fedorowicz comes in at my tight end 14. CJF was not a part of the Texans offense until week 4 last year as he only amassed 4 total targets in the first 3 weeks. After that point, CJF was as steady as they come. At a largely TD dependent position, he finished as a top 24 tight end in 11 out of the 12 next games he played. And he also has a high floor this year as he had the 6th best points per opportunity in PPR scoring. At number 15 is Delaney Walker. I think Delaney will see some serious regression this year and that's why I have him out of my top 10. With Richard Matthews joining the team last year, Walker saw his target share drop by 4%, which equated to 31 targets. Along with his age, the Titans also brought in fifth-round pick Corey Davis and red zone threat Eric Decker. That percentage of his target share is going to come down more. They're already brought in Jonu Smith to be his heir apparent. I think this might be a pretty bad year for Delaney Walker, but he's still my tight end 15. And rounding out that group is Kobe Fleener. It's hard to remember a time when the entire fantasy community has been as disappointed over a player as we've been with Kobe Fleener in the past two seasons. Fleener was expected to do big things in Indianapolis in 2015 as we saw him hook up with Andrew Luck in Stanford time and time again. 
Unfortunately, these expectations were way too lofty, as Fleener only managed to surpass the 50-yard mark in three games in 2015. The Colts decided to ship him out, and he went into New Orleans. In New Orleans, with Drew Brees, he only passed that mark in four games. I don't see the upside there with Kobe Fleener, and I don't think he's getting another rushing touchdown this year, so he's my tight end number 16. Now we move on to tier number five. These are tight end twos with upside. Number 17 is Julius Thomas. 18, Cameron Brait. 19, Austin Hooper. Number 20 is Antonio Gates. And 21 is Evan Ingram, the rookie in New York. Julius Thomas is reconnecting with Adam Gase, but I don't see him matching those Denver numbers. Cameron Brait, although O.J. Howard was drafted, he's in the driver's seat for the starting tight end in Tampa Bay. Targeting Brait yielded the fourth-highest passer rating among tight ends, as he boasted the fifth-lowest drop rate. Brait also put up 57% of his overall yardage coming into the slot, so the Buccaneers have the ability to employ two tight end and use Brayton in the slot. I think he should be in line for another big year. Austin Hooper finished the year very, very strongly. From week 17 on, he had an average PFF grade just shy of 80, which would have projected him out as the 10th highest rated tight end on the season. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. If you'd like to look at it more in depth, as I said, go visit www.pyromaniac.com. You can see all of my work there, and you can see all of the remaining tiers of everyone else like D-Rex, Stag Party, Houdini, and The Archer. Remember to purchase your 2017 draft kits and another thank you to Coast Rider 2447 Remember to hit me up on email to get your draft kit. Everyone else, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and you will also be entered to win a draft kit. On the next coming shows, I will be going over the running back tiers and the wide receiver tiers. We also have some great interviews coming up, so stay in tune for those. No! No! And per usual, we're going to send you off with Devon Terrell. Good luck. Draft season is just around the corner. You don't want it fresh. You think you're right in there. You call it hate. Only tongue can go from right, but I pass out like murder mix. Oh, you fake. Think you sleep, but I'm awake. You get in more favors than penthouse or than collection plates on Sunday morning. You not ballin' unless it's fallin'. Even then I'm scarring like a young James Harden. Drop step, oh pardon that. Lie to your face, I would never do that. Teaching my sons like I'm calling on Snapchat. You never see me like a back tack. I get what I want like I'm back taxes. Got it covered like Aflac. Good hands in all states. Planting my seeds cause I stay farming. And I did this here without Jake. I'm singing, I'm rapping, oh I'm finessing. Sick flow, call me progressive. My left straw just went viral. Pull up, baby, and spiral. Soprano, see, we like to keep it on a high note. It's levels cool with you, and I know. 
Check me, I'm a 